Plunkett, as you've heard, has announced it will no longer run its parenting education program. It comes after a month-long staff consultation and means the loss of five permanent and 17 casual roles, while a further 16 will have their hours reduced. Chief Executive Amanda Malu says the charity can no longer afford to run the program at its current deficit of 400000 a year. She says the courses will stop at the end of June, but she's reassuring the community it's just one type of parent support they offer. Others are still ab- available. Fano Afina Plunkett Chief Executive Amanda Malu joins me now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Kerry. Thank you for coming on the show. It, it sounds like Plunkett is under siege from some quarters. <laughs> well, like all charities, um, you know, we do rely quite significantly on fundraising. Um, and this particular program, our PP program, is entirely funded by our, our fundraising efforts. And we just can't bring in enough to deliver this program. So, um, so that's how we've come to this pretty tough decision. That's true, but people like Dr. Rawari Jensen will be thinking, excellent, the beginning of the end, I imagine. He wants Plunkett gone. He says it's not fit for purpose. Um, I think he's he certainly made that view clear, yep. but I do believe he's referring to um, um, a Plunkett of many years ago. We are a very different organisation now than we were in what a lot of people remember as the kind of, you know, the halcyon days yeah. of the 50s, when yeah. in fact we weren't really seeing all the babies we could and should. And so yeah. our service has changed a lot since then. What is, is Plunkett's services based on need or are some babies prioritised over others? Um, it's a combination of both. So we are a universal service, so we're funded to provide services to all whānau. Um, and within that, we are required through our contract with the Ministry of Health to, to prioritise outcomes for high-needs families, including Māori and Pacifica babies. But also, you know, we have a significant number of high-needs families who are neither Māori nor Pacific mm. and they are prioritised too, within the kind of scope of universal service delivery. So if if I am a young Māori mum and I've just had my baby and I'm doing really well and I've got great family support and my baby's healthy and I'm thriving and baby's thriving, am I still considered high needs just because of my ethnicity? No, you will be considered um, a priority to make sure we see you for your first visit on time. That's the most important one. That's when our nurse does do her needs assessment. And if her assessment is that you're doing great, you've got lots of family support, um, you won't necessarily get any additional, you know, the extra visits that are available to high needs families. You'll still get your well child visits. Those mm. are, you know, dotted throughout the sort of first five years of a of a child's life. Mm. But we won't throw lots of extra support at you because you um, you don't need it. Yeah. Because it, it, it just really incenses me, and it must—I ma- I don't know—but it must make some families feel pretty stink when you hear that you know Maori and Pacifica need the extra support of Plunkett, when in fact you're a great parent and you're doing well. Yeah, I think you know Plunkett has always been a service that is needs-based. You know, nurses are very uh, well qualified and experienced at. You know, in their assessment of a family's needs, of identifying what what it is that they need from our organisation. So they 
always get well-child visits, the, yeah. those core development checks. But sometimes we will deliver some extra support, whether that's um, you know a visit from a health worker or a kaiafina to help with breastfeeding yeah. or with you know, moving on to solids, some of those yeah. key um, key times. And you know, but for parents that are doing really well, I would hope they are um, supportive of those extra services going to families that aren't doing as well as they are. I'm sure people would be, provided it was based on needs and needs alone. Well, I think you have to understand we operate in a health system that has, you know, over decades failed, you know, particular parts of our community. And what we've, you know, we've got the data that shows that we need to make sure uh, we are, you know, getting these appointments in the diaries of our nurses for the families that need us most. Otherwise, they fall behind and they're not getting the, the, the checks that they need when they need them. And of course, Gary, the last two years, as you know, mm-hmm. have been crazy because yeah. of COVID. And, yeah. um, you know, and even now we are certainly dealing with the impact of, you know, like every organisation of staff being away themselves, isolating or unwell. And we're really having to, to stretch to try to make sure we are reaching out to all of the families that we serve. And it is, it is hard when you are, mm. you know, you are down on your staffing numbers. Well, and and families have never needed more support, I would imagine, too, during this pandemic. It's been a pretty awful time for a lot of parents and a lot of kids. Uh, Are Plunkett nurses welcome when they turn up at people's homes? The vast majority of times, absolutely. Sometimes not. Mm. And, um, you know, and there are other well child providers in communities and we will, you know, we are absolutely working closely with them. And if a family doesn't want to receive services from us, we would always offer them an alternative if one exists in their community so that they can still get support, but just from a different organisation. And how many Māori Pacifica nurses are attracted to Plunkett? Uh, we have, a, of our six or 700 frontline staff, mm-hmm. um, uh, about 13% of them are, mm-hmm. are Māori or Pacific. So we mm-hmm. have about 170 Māori staff across the organisation. They won't all be nurses, of course. Yeah. yeah. And do you find that Māori and Pacifica families who perhaps are in the more high-needs category respond better when they have a nurse they can relate to? Absolutely. You know, I think that that's that's a known a known fact across the health system, and you know, in terms of you know pre- receiving services in a way that work you know well for you, that isn't always going to be a Maori nurse providing service to you know Maori Fano. Our our nurses are um, you know are very very skilled at working with whichever you know family is in front of them at the time, and you know that's definitely something we're continuing to work on, we always want to be better um, and, you know, and, and more aware of, of the many cultural, um, you know, preferences that exist across Aotearoa. You talked in, in um, the news report about the fact that Plunkett had been going for 115 years, you wanted to be going for another 100 more. You have been adapting and evolving, you certainly haven't shied away from, from you know, the past when it comes to Truby King's links, that's on your on the front page of your website, are mm-hmm. you able to adapt and evolve not just for the times and for the families, but for the political climate, which seems to be more important these days? Are you able to stay relevant politically to ensure you continue to get the funding you need to stay alive? I think 
the challenge for any organisation in the current health system is to ensure that you are you know, adapting and changing to meet the, you know, the health reforms, the new funding models, all of those sorts of things. So that's definitely a challenge for NGOs because we don't get, you know, we don't get funding to innovate. So we have to do it on a shoestring, and we, you know, we have been doing that um, steadily for the past five to six years, really working on our ability to be more agile, if you like, to use yeah. a modern term, yeah. um, because you know, we are a big old organisation and it is hard for organisations of our, our size and age to change. But I'm incredibly proud of our, our staff. Our staff have taken to the you know the challenge of becoming an organisation that is able to you know, meet the needs of its community um, and be flexible and respond to um, different requirements you know that come through in our contracting arrangements with the ministry. And, you know, without hesitation, every time our nurses, our kaiafina, our health workers, they step up to the plate and they deliver these services, you know, incredibly well across the country to over 300,000 families a year. Yeah, just listening to you, Amanda, it sounds like you're easily able to adapt to the changing needs of families. It's changing to the demands of your political paymasters that's somewhat more difficult. Look, I think that's the reality of any any NGO, right? You know, you are relying on a significant proportion of government funding. We have a good relationship with, with the officials that we work with in the ministry, soon to be Health New Zealand. And I think that's absolutely key, really, is to the people we work with every day are, um, are really clear about what we're doing, what we're trying to improve, where we're changing. And I'm sure that those messages get up to their, um, to their ministers. And we certainly make the effort as an organisation to share our strategy and, and the changes we're making with politicians from right across the mm. political spectrum, um, because it's important that they, that they know and understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. I thank you so much for your time, Amanda Malu, Fano Afina, Plunkett Chief Executive.